This is Recode Media with Peter Kafka. That is me. I am part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm recording this in New York City at Vox Media Headquarters. I'm going to bring you back in time to a few weeks ago to a conversation I had at Recode Media with Kerry Trainer, the CEO of SoundCloud. Before we get there, one brief note. We would love it if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcast or rate and review us anywhere you listen to us. You know how to do that. You can even tell people about this show on Twitter, Facebook. It's great when you tell me directly, like you guys did with the Lauren Duca show. You love that. I love hearing about it. It's even better when you tell someone else. You guys understand why. You're smart. You listen to this show. Okay, so Carrie Trainer, this is the, I think, the first time Carrie has talked publicly since he took over SoundCloud. This is a big, important media platform. You guys may be listening to this podcast on SoundCloud right now. SoundCloud was a company people were very, very optimistic about for a few years, um, ran into money troubles, basically sort of had to sort of reboot the entire company last summer, laid off a bunch of people. Kerry is now taking it over. And this is the first time he's sort of really explaining his plan to turn around, fix, save, pick your verb, uh, the company and how he's going to go about doing that. It's a good conversation. Kerry is an insightful guy and he's got a big job ahead of him. So let's listen to him talk about it right now. A little jet lag? Oi. Because you're commuting from Berlin. That's your yeah. gig, is yeah. back and forth from Germany? Yeah, I took the plunge and I'm um, going to be living there for at least another, I think, probably like six months, really enjoying it. So you started working, you started running SoundCloud last summer. Yeah. Streaming music is a graveyard. <laughs> Money goes in, profits never come out. Everyone who works in digital music says, I'll never go back again. Right. You're a grown up. Yes, and I used to work in digital music. So you know better than this. Why did you take this job? Well, I mean, I guess maybe I do, but look, to me, it was a no-brainer. I mean, SoundCloud to me is absolutely one of a kind. Um, and, you know, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do next um, and working with some investors, like, to me, this one just leapt out. And, and it's because, look, SoundCloud is... Uh, a very vital and interesting streaming service, and that's the side of the business that we're absolutely going to continue. Um, and we think it's a very different product than what the mass streaming services are offering. However, it does have a lot of the same uh, near-term challenges around like the, the, the margins of that business. However, SoundCloud is totally different, and it is, it is built from the creators out. And the very core of SoundCloud is actually a platform that creators use, a set of tools that creators use. And that is a fantastic business. And that's where we absolutely lead in the space. Um, we are the largest online community of audio creators. Um, and when we look at the ability to um, invest in the platform and really drive forward on those creator tools while also um, growing this very unique catalog of content that listeners love, um, you know, from an investment perspective, we're really excited about so, it. So I'm, I'm confused because SoundCloud started off as a free service, then it had a, a freemium sort of upsell yeah. uh, for people who make music, right? Yeah. You could buy tools and stuff That's like right. that. And it was going along that way. People liked it, um, raised a bunch of money, raised some more money, yeah. eventually did deals with the music labels that would allow it to host more music. And then all of a sudden it came out with a streaming music service that cost $10 just like Spotify, just like Apple Music, like a bunch of other services. So, and, and that's sort of where you came in, right? When that didn't work. What, what is, is, are you changing the business plan? Um, well, we're absolutely refocusing the business plan, as, as I mentioned, around, um, as we put it, maximizing our, our investment first and foremost in the creator products. 
right? So making sure that SoundCloud Pro and SoundCloud Pro Unlimited, which are the two tiers of service that creators can subscribe to. So you're paying X amount a month for additional features, storage. Exactly, storage features. Um, this is like your old business at Vimeo. Yeah, it's very, very similar. And there's a lot of similarities. And frankly, one of the most exciting things about um, the tool sides of platforms, as you just saw from Oak, I mean, the entire audio ecosystem is just starting to move into the cloud, right? We all take it for granted in video. When we look at companies like a YouTube or a Vimeo. We all take it for granted in something like visual workflow with a company like Adobe. Audio is just getting started, right? And SoundCloud is literally that community of, we are the biggest funnel of, I think Splice is an amazing product, Right, Splice is really excited to work with SoundCloud. Right, Every other piece of audio workflow is excited to work with SoundCloud. So that's where we focus and, as I said, maximize that investment. And those creators are also what gives us a unique opportunity on the listening side, because it's all of their content. Right, What we specialize in is the mid to long tail content, all the derivative work, all the mashups. The Explain remixes. what the derivative work is. So derivative is, is, is generally kind of the catch-all uh, term now for everything that isn't the major label master recording catalogs right, and publishing catalogs. And, and one of the most interesting things about streaming... Do you mean like there's a Kanye West song that Universal puts out and yeah. there's a, another version of it? Precisely. Okay. The, the idea is that there's basically the canonical right, track that is part of the, the either major label or even independent labels. But the way that music culture is, is evolving is, in many ways, that's just the starting point. Right? So the DJ sets and the remixes and mashups and the uses of those tracks... That's generally what we refer to when we say derivative content. And that's really where SoundCloud shines. And that's where the listeners that love SoundCloud really spend a lot of their time. Right? And we have a very different audience and a very different service than the mass streaming providers. But, so, but you still have this $10 a month service? We are do. you going to turn that off? Or? No, we're going to keep the $10 a month service um, because, look, the, the SoundCloud together, right, we have over 170 million tracks in the listenable catalog. Right? That's roughly three times the size of what you might find in a mass streaming service. And frankly, we want to be a great partner to the labels and the publishers. So having the licenses to offer that $10 a month product is absolutely something that, that we want to have. Um, but what's really interesting is, is now the labels and publishers are also like now, these years later, we look at a world where we're going to have hundreds of millions of subscribers to $10 a month products. And they're going to be delivered predominantly through companies that are not SoundCloud. Right? And we should all feel really good about that, because now the industry has re-baselined around a consumer model. We have the opportunity now to build out products around all the different types of content. So you're going to have a $10 service, yes. but your, your heart's not in it. You want to leave that for Spotify and Apple Music and those folks who are there and are pushing it. Well. I, it, Finish your question, sorry. And is there, is there another consumer, are you gonna, is there some other way you can extract money from me, someone who doesn't make music professional? Yeah, so we also have a $5 a month product, which is where you can subscribe to everything that isn't the major label master catalog. So just all the derivative work and ad-free for offline access. And then of course there's the free experience, right? Which is the predominant way that most of our users engage with SoundCloud. So we have also huge upside on the advertising opportunity around that. So one of the, the classic problems with music, uh, digital music, is that, is that it's not like Netflix where you pay X amount for a, a movie and then you can stream it as many times as you want uh, on, the, on the distributor side, right? Mm -hmm. Every time I stream a track on Spotify or Apple Music, I'm racking up a charge. Yep. Um, how do you guys get out of that problem? Yeah, well, look, I, the way I look at the, the overall um, kind of composition of, of, of the, the streaming market is, 
you know, I, I started working in digital music, you know, almost 20 years ago. Back now. at launch, right? Back at launch, yeah. I mean, one of the, the ye olden internet companies. It's the Dave Goldberg yeah. music company got sold to Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, that was an incredible uh, time and team. And, like, you know, a lot of the things that we now see are what we had all hoped would happen, which is the industry has now actually reformed around a consumer model that makes sense and a revenue stream that makes sense. Now, we are absolutely not at the phase yet where all the calls on that revenue allow everybody to exist as a profitable business, but I do believe that we're going to get there. Do you need the labels, the publishers, whoever big music is today to restructure the way they're charging you for music? And in some cases, they may not even be able to, right? Because these are statutory rates in some cases. Can, can this work without sort of a fundamental change in, in the way songs are paid for? Uh, look, it, it, the short answer is it does need to be worked out, um, right? And, and frankly, I think that the, the, the ice-breaking the ice ships in this regard are really the mass streaming services, right, in terms of their ability to find a balance between, hey, we're now generating a lot of revenue, music has returned to growth, finding a reasonable share for artists, publishers, labels, um, distributors is is the challenge but, we're facing. But you know, all, all of those companies, except for Spotify, are not in the music business, yeah. right? They they can. It doesn't really matter to Apple or YouTube if they're losing money on music as yeah. long as it brings people in. Yeah. Spotify is a different story. Yeah. Um, and Pandora. Pandora is also a different yeah. story. It seems like they're going to have a difficult time getting to that point. Look, I, that, is, that is the other way it, quote, gets worked out, right? Meaning if, if that's the stalemate, right, and it needs, to be, it needs to be a part of a bigger ecosystem that is not purely music, then, you know, that sets off a different set of dynamics about what happens in terms of consolidation and other things. But one way or another, meaning I think we, are, we have rebaselined around a clear choice and model that consumers enjoy, and that's what's going to allow everything else to be worked for me. Can we go back to the beginning and then you taking this job? Because again, you, sure. you know this business, yeah. um, sort of well documented that SoundCloud was having trouble. Yeah. Um, do you come to SoundCloud's investors and managers and say, I'd like to take this thing over? Do they come to you? Um, I actually came to them. And uh, it These, was. This is who the directors? Well, so it actually started. I had met um, Alex, one of the co founders, um, early uh, last year, and, and really just, uh, just out of curiosity to say, hey, because I thought there are a lot of things, for instance, we did a Vimeo to say, hey, I think you know, we could potentially, I could potentially be of help. We just got along and, and agreed to stay in touch. And then when it was clear that the company was, was deciding whether it was going to sell itself or not, I, I did approach Alex, his partner, Eric um, Walforce, co-founder, and the board and said, look, I don't think you should sell the company. And they needed to sell themselves because they had run out of money. Yeah, basically the company needed to raise capital, um, absolutely. And, and so, but it was either raise capital or sell. Um, and we approached them with, a, with an investment that um, we pulled together with Rain and Tomasek, who are now our, our principal investors. And we said, you should not, you know, please don't sell the company because you're a one-of-a-kind asset and this is the way that, that, that we can execute together and the board chose our deal. And but you, the idea was then you would take it over. Yeah. There was restructuring, did that ha and was that sort of the condition of you coming in was you guys are going to let people go? And they were already on that path, meaning that, it, that if, even as part of a sale, that, that, that were, there would be some restructuring of the company. Um, so they were already on that path. The, so the... the Founding CEO is out. Mm -hmm. he's, he's on the board. He's on the board. Um, but the other people who are sort of around the company are still there. And the narrative I've heard about SoundCloud is they did these deals with the labels because the labels were pushing a yep. $10 a month music service and they didn't really want to do it, but they ended up there. Um, 
it seems like the same people are still there and the labels are still the labels that you are still sort of stuck in the same problem that the company had before you got there. Well, no, I, it's, um, look, by the way, I think a lot of that is, is true, meaning you have to remember when SoundCloud first started to get licensed, the $10 a month product flavor was all there was, right? It was, no, we will figure this out. As I said, now we're in a world where that's working and it's yeah. working really well. And so we actually have the opportunity to say, great, you know, absolutely $10 a month music customers is awesome. Um, we have the opportunity to help you start to make some $15 a month music customers. Meaning, if there's a young consumer, for instance, we are very strong with the 16 to 25 year old voracious music fan. If they're enjoying a mass streaming service through their household account, right, but also want a Spotify, a SoundCloud account in addition to their Spotify account for another $5, right, now we're opening up a new tranche of revenue. And I think that the, what we're hearing from the labels and the publishers, and they've been very collaborative with us, which has been fantastic. It's like a weird way of talking about the music business if you were used to the music business from <laughs> 10 or 15 years yeah, ago. But, but it's because, though, it's, it's, look, it's, it's great to have that confidence to say, because it was really a existential, will people ever pay for music again, was yeah. a very real question. Like, not less than a decade ago. Right, now we're at 70 million Spotify subscribers and 30 plus million yeah, Apple I mean, it's, it's a different, and it's that mentality to say, look, and, and here's the way I put it, and I, I fundamentally believe this, is um, the, the end user state for music consumers is not just the existing known world of, of, of the master recordings. It's actually a much broader experience like what we can offer. Now we're at the phase where we say, okay, we've established commercial traction around the $10 a month. How do we now turn our attention to all the derivative content and, and create commercial traction around this, right? And we're not, and we're, 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 we're gonna work on it together, but that is our unique opportunity on the listener side. Um, and look, in the end, we, we have a very, very clear um, sense of what, what makes SoundCloud special and what we stand for, which is SoundCloud's mission, like our goal is to be first. We want to be first for the creators in terms of the place that they choose to upload, share their work, start to build an audience. Likewise, for that listener who really cares to discover things first, like that is who we appeal to. That is who loves SoundCloud. Alex, your former CEO, would, would talk about uh, SoundCloud as an audio service. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just music, mm -hmm. podcasts, and other things that are, make sounds. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard you talk much about that. Is that a focus for you, or is it really music is the core to what you're doing? Look, SoundCloud is, is absolutely an audio platform. Music is, is the easier way, and it's also one of the things that people want to talk most about because it also presents, I think, some of the most obvious challenges. And we, we, it's good to actually have a conversation about, because we're staying committed to music, right? And that is a core part of the platform. Now, in terms of all of the other growth of audio, um, I'm also very excited about, about how that accrues to us, which is podcasting. I'm absolutely a bull on, on the smart speaker, connected home, connected car, and sort of the general uh, rising tide of audio consumption. Um, you know, podcasting is still a, interestingly, um, it's, it's still a small commercial market. You know, as we've talked about, the tool sets are still very um, nation, but you know that's absolutely a, a, a part of the equation for us overall. But we're very focused on making sure the music side of it works. Can, can you talk about the management challenge of coming into a founder-led company? The founder is out. I guess he's still around, but he's out. They've had layoffs, restructuring. Yeah. You come in, and they don't know you, and they're a bunch of German music dudes. Um, they're actually Swedes. And, sorry, and Swedes. Yeah. Um, how do you? How do you? How do you? restructure that company? How do you get people on board? You know, I, the, the, the only way I know, and the, frankly the only reason we, one of the key parts of the deal was they had to choose our deal, 
And, and that was for the founders, that was for the board. Um, and you know, so that put us in a good position. Um, and frankly, look, for me, it's very easy for me to be um, super respectful of founders because like, you can't put two people in a room and say, hey, please go create something that you know, impacts the world and, and you know, everybody uses. That's the magic part, right? So to be able to say, hey, you guys created this, I believe in it, I'm passionate about it, and all that's just completely honest and basically take the same approach with the team. And by the same time, being direct about like, hey, we now are well capitalized, our balance sheet is cleaned up, um, but we're gonna, be, we're gonna be rigorous about the way that we manage from here. Um, and I feel like so far we're off to a very good start. Is there cultural stuff that you've had to change? Um, you know, the, the, I will say this, look, the, one of the main reasons I'm excited to be there, too, the, the talent level is super high. I mean, SoundCloud is really one of the foundational companies. All product and engineering is, is in Berlin, and we're keeping it that way. Um, the dedication to the mission is super high, or like, like, like that dedication, excitement to work for creators. It, it actually connects to a lot of the things you said, which is in a lot of ways SoundCloud feels like it was backed into some corners about what it had to do and the amounts of capital it had to apply to licenses. The, the excitement for that core creator-driven mission and maximizing those tools and then delivering a listening experience that we can uniquely provide, um, the company is really energized around. And actually, we're, you know, we're ahead of plan, um, which is also you know, a great feeling for a company coming out of a, you know, a really um, tough summer. You know, we're ahead on revenue, we're ahead on cash, um, and that we can actually point to saying you know, the, the tool sets, for instance, are already responding with some nice lift to some of the initial reinvestment. Um, you know, we were even cash flow positive in December. It's going to be a big investment year, right? But to be able to show, hey, we've been able to, to really kind of reset the use of capital while continuing the mission, I, I think that's, that's really just being very honest about that has been the key. Spotify is going to go public next month, sounds yeah. like, maybe in the next few months. Um, I, I know you're going to say it validates the space. Is, <laughs> um, is there any downside to, to a flood of, of public money coming into the market and sort of reorienting the way maybe artists think about compensation? Um, I don't think that there's a huge downside of public money coming into the space. Look, it's going to, it's absolutely going to force the conversation around the, okay, yeah, but how does this work out long run, right? We see the, we see the revenue model, great. What does it mean for margins throughout the chain, right? It's, I, I do think it's going to force that discussion. Um, and I don't, I don't know that that's bad. I don't know in terms of artists. Look, the, the, one of the things for artists that, that's really interesting is, um, and I think we have a really unique role to play here, is we're in this moment where um, through direct distribution, right, and, and artists sort of being able to think about themselves more like startups and kind of utilizing almost like a stack, if you will, right, where I can get my music into the world on SoundCloud, right? We have a program called SoundCloud Premiere um, where artists can earn revenue directly with us. You mean like a label? Uh, no, it's not like a label because we don't take any ownership of the actual IP. Are you are you steering clear of yeah, we're, Spotify and Apple sort of dance around? Maybe they could do it themselves directly. Yeah, we're not. We have no we have no designs on taking IP ownership. Um, you know, we 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 offer this as a as a revenue share against music that they wholly own. But the point is, is like helping artists in those first early stages of their journey, helping them build an audience, helping them earn revenue. Um, it actually creates a path to independence. I mean, obviously, the, the one that, that is, is most uh, well-known from SoundCloud is Chance, right, and the journey that he's yeah. been on. And that's just incredible validation. It's Chance the rapper for... Yeah. 
a handful of you who don't know. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's an exciting time to see artists be able to utilize tools to really control their own destiny. Um, and one of the things that we're excited about, even just this week, we're announcing we're going to be expanding um, that SoundCloud Premiere program um, and accelerating the rate at which we invite artists into that program. We're keeping it invite only because you know, open content platforms, obviously, we're very happy with kind of the bespoke approach we've taken to that and keeping it invite only. But for artists, whereas, yes, the public money influx, but I think that's a long way before that that really creates a difference in the artist's mind, whereas offering them the tools and allowing them to control their career through things like SoundCloud Premiere, I think is much more immediate to artists. Uh, your last job was running Vimeo. Yes. We said there's some parallels there that also has sort of, it's free to the users. There's a creator set of tools that's a yeah. subscription business. Yeah. Um, you left, what, a couple years ago now? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, almost a little over two years ago. So, so while you were there the last year or so, you, yeah. you kept saying, we're going to do a subscription service, because yeah. there was a lot of talk around subscription yeah. services. And then you left, and they kept saying, we're going to do a subscription <laughs> service, we're going to do a subscription service. We hired people, yeah. they announced they were going to launch it, yeah. and then one day they said no. Yeah. Um, your COO, uh, Mike Weissman Mike, was yeah, there recently, yeah. so you've got some good insight into sort of what happened there. Yeah, what, what, yeah. What's your sense of why they turned around on that plan? Well, look, my sense is it just, it just ended up being too expensive, right? I mean, the, asking that question, we started thinking about it even in, you know, 2015, right, and, and even 14. That's when uh, Netflix was only spending $3 yeah, billion a year? Yeah, and, and look, and the, the, you know, what we knew was um, being in the business of delivering OTT tool sets was absolutely going to be a part of Vimeo. Um, Vimeo had a very unique set of creators and unique content. You know, OTT was just getting started. There's a lot of debate between whether it was about tools or should there be a mainline Vimeo service. Um, interestingly, I think by the time that, that I had left, I think it was decided that that wasn't going to happen. And then it kind of came back with great... The subscription. Yeah, then, then it came back with great fervor, and then, and then ultimately it was decided not. And I think that the reason... Really not, and I, and I ultimately think it's, it's the right choice, which is it's just too darn expensive. And I, you know, my sense is that there's a feeling that the world doesn't need another um, SVOD service of that I mean, flavor. It seems like there's some other parallels too, right, with music yeah. and movies. I mean, again, there's difference in, the, yeah. in the, the way the costs are distributed, but Netflix doesn't make money, right? They're burning an enormous amount of money. Um, a lot of people like the service. Yeah. Seems like there's a parallel with music. Well, you have to, I think there's two different, there's two different um, not completed belief systems there, right? One is, is like, this is, Netflix is clear, there's a catalog that they're owning. It's different, right? Music is, ultimately, there's a, there's a, there's a finite set of catalog that most of the services has. It's actually one of the reasons where ultimately I come back to why I'm so excited about what we have is we actually have the only de facto exclusive music audio catalog on earth. Right? Everybody else is, is actually redistributing the same, and they're doing an amazing job of it. Right? But we actually have the only de facto exclusive catalog. Right? And, and again, we have no designs on going into IP ownership. But when I say when I look at it through a product lens, and I'm like, what is the end state uh, ultimate music and audio consumption product going to be? It's not going to end with this commodity catalog. And then I say, who has all the other stuff? And it's SoundCloud. That's your pitch. Uh, questions for Kerry. <laughs> hey, Kerry. Rollo. <laughs> Rollo Winlock, Whipster.io. Hey, Kerry. Really interested in how you're tying um, the learnings at Vimeo to SoundCloud um, in the sense of business, right? So at Vimeo, it went from it's a cool place for creatives, then you're like, let's monetize, let's go pro, and then let's go business. Can you talk a little bit about how you might or might not go business with audio on SoundCloud? Uh, okay. The, the, well, 
the, the core, as I mentioned, like SoundCloud is a two-sided platform, creators and listeners. Um, the tool sets that we sell uh, are targeted to, can it be an individual, can it be a label, can it be a management company, can it be a producer, right? Like folks like Oak, we hope that he and all the folks he worked with have SoundCloud accounts. Um, you know, there's not as direct a, uh, as a business application in video, meaning every small and medium-sized business today has to have a marketing video, right? That is just like a must-have it. Audio is a less obvious marketing tool. So it, it, there's podcasting, and they use our, our Pro and Pro Unlimited products. Um, so there's less of a um, SoundCloud for business impetus in the same way that there is for video. Lots of people use it for commercial applications, but there's not that kind of bullseye marketing application like there is in video, if that answers your question. Yeah. Can I just add a little bit of that? Anything from your vision about where audio is going for business? So this podcasting, yeah. there was jingles in the past. Like yeah, anything yeah. you see coming up? Um, well, I think one, one direction that audio is taking is, is that brands and creators are collaborating uh, much more frequently and much earlier. Meaning the idea, and we see this on SoundCloud, and it's a part of what we offer to artists in our SoundCloud premiere program, which is when brands are interested in getting close to musicians and getting close to music culture, there are a number of, of creators on SoundCloud who are like, hey, great, I'll just, I'll just work with that brand right, on a composition. And I guess you could say it's connected to you know, commercial music or, or jingles, but it's, it's sort of more, um, it's just a more of a direct collaboration. So that's one of the opportunities where brands can work directly with a creator Right? And they can do it at sort of that mid to long tail level versus you have to go have a superstar um, and do some sort of old-fashioned endorsement deal. Awesome. Question here. So I'm a SoundCloud creator, and I've found that both the SoundCloud creator experience and listener experience are most fully featured on desktop relative to mobile. So yes. I'm curious how you're thinking about the shift to mobile for both creators and listeners. It's a great question. Um, it, it, and that's a, that is a fact, meaning the... the, the, the the user, creator user experience is, is most fully realized on desktop. Now on the creator side, um, that's not a huge challenge because um, actually most workflow in the end still ultimately is pretty tethered. Oak was using a laptop here. Yeah, exactly, great, exactly, right? So that's still pretty tethered to the, to the desktop. Now SoundCloud has actually done an awesome job of moving to mobile, like more than 90% of the listener experience is all through the mobile app. Our mobile app is actually the number three music app in the US. It was number 17 overall um, in iTunes App Store last year. So these are things of like, it's a different product that people want for different reasons. Unfortunately, a number of features are still finding their way, like commenting within the waveform, right? Like time-based commenting, that is on the roadmap. Um, Two-way messaging between creators and fans, that's on the roadmap. So we're very much like, hey, how do we port that richness which is really about, because for us it's the catalog, but it's also the very direct communication and connection between creator and fan, and that's a lot of the features that need to come from the desktop into the app. Good. Kerry. Yeah. Thank you for coming in from Germany. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Peter. That was a good conversation, right? I thought so. That's why we brought it to you for free. You are welcome. We will be back very soon with a new episode. Rather, going to record in New York City and or in Austin at South by Southwest. If you're interested in coming and hearing slash seeing me speak to someone live in Austin, stay tuned or just go to recode.net. You'll learn more about that. Anyway, if you're smart. You can figure it out. Here's our standard request again to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen to this fine free podcast. Thanks to Jill Robbie, who edits the show. Thanks to my producers, Gold Arthur and Eric Johnson. 
Thanks to Pedro, who used to engineer this show. He doesn't work here anymore, but if you want a fine engineer, call me and I will tell you how to get a hold of Pedro. He is awesome. This is Recode Media. I will be back next week. I will see you then. I'm Sean Ramosverum. I'm the host of Today Explained, a new show from Vox. It's an all-killer, no-filler daily news explainer that'll drop every afternoon. But not on the weekend. Our show's going to explain the news every way we know how. Clips, radio drama, maybe even a song. Today, today explain. Today explain. Subscribe now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen.